0: I teach people how to actually live their design instead of just knowing it. And if this is something that you want to do too, well, stay tuned or reach out for private coaching or Human Design Unpacks, where I show you exactly how to live your design. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. Well, they're back. We are doing this whole series, and of course, we're up to the 2022 forecast with my special guest this year, Liz Zemorski. Welcome, Liz.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I um, would love if you could just share with the listeners. I know a lot of them have already already know who you are and what you do, but can you just let them know again what you do? What's your special magic?
1: Sure. So I'm a psychic intuitive tarot reader. I also am a tarot mentor and I'm just all things light worker. I love learning new modalities. I love spreading different energy medicines around the world, but, um, tarot cards have become my soup du jour. So I have really sunk down into that and I just love it. So yeah, I'm the fem genius.
0: Yeah, You are, you are the fem genius. So if you haven't seen Liz on Instagram yet, you have to check her out. She's one of my all-time favorites. Like I get a giggle every single post. It's so good. Um, and for those of you who love this podcast, I do recommend getting in touch with Liz. I've just had my own personal 12-month forecast done and it's amazing. It was so good. And what was really cool was it felt so in alignment with a lot of the work that I'd already done planning for next year and closing out this year. So that's that's really cool. So why don't we jump on in? Um, up until this point, the listeners have been taken on a journey through 2021 to really focus in on what were the, the the lessons, the learnings, what were the good bits? Because often our brains tend to delete, distort and generalise those things. And I love to be able to really what I call mine for the gold. So we've had this opportunity to sort of bring out um, what is what was really valuable, what was great from, from 2021. Um, also set ourselves um, some intentions for 2022 and then after this amazing podcast with you my listeners will go into um like a forward planning uh, podcast that I'll do after this so let's kick it off so what do you want to do do you want to do do you want to start with a theme for 2022 or are you going to just go month by month I'm going to let you drive a little bit and then I'm just going to jump in and um ask questions Perfect.
1: And that's exactly where I felt guided to start, was to actually start with the very basics. And I'm not sure if you've already discussed this in talking about 2022 with your audience, but 2021 was numerologically a five year. So this was really a year of change, of transformation. So when you're talking about mining the gold from 2021, my whole spirit just goes, yes. Because when we're going through change, we can really get stuck in the the upheaval. It's like when you're moving house or when you're rearranging your living space, where you kind of have to create a bunch of chaos first, pulling everything out, looking at it, deciding how you're going to rearrange it, deciding what stays, what goes, what's valuable, what's just not working for you anymore. And then you rearrange it. But we can really get stuck in that moment of feeling really bogged down by that chaos or feeling like, I don't know where anything goes right now. And so we retreat back. We're like, I'm just going to put everything back the way it was because this was too much. But there's also that kind of critical point where you say, well, I've already dragged everything out. I'm already, we're in this far. We may as well just keep going. And so we're really at that point now where if you have taken that step to say, you know what, it's all out. So I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to put it in an order that makes more sense for me. That's exactly where you've taken your listeners to say, hey, guys, we've already done this. You've done the hardest bits. Now, how do we sit and actually sink down and integrate what we just did and enjoy it? and feel like, oh, my gosh, All we've created this space for all of this new energy, this beautiful new platform. And I actually am feeling called to go back one step even further to 2020, because I feel like a lot of us really became aware of this cycle of change, obviously, back in early 2020. And 2020 was a four-year, which was all about foundations. So our foundation was rocked. Our structures that we built in our lives, I'm getting chills. The structures we built in our lives were really being questioned and and compromised by external energy. And so we were being asked in 2020 to check the foundation, to really boil down and say like, where are the cracks? Where do I need to tear things down and rebuild whole or where can I patch things up or where to, where are things just working already? You know, cause that's also part of it. It's not just everything being faulty. It was like, what really is working for me? Mm. Then we moved into 2021 where we were actually able to do the work that we were being shown in 2020. And now we're moving into 2022, which is a six year. And I'm really going into all of this numerology because it is so tightly connected with the tarot, the, the energy that each number holds. It's not just Um, Hocus pocus. I really, after working with the tarot so extensively, feel like I can come up and testify and say, you know, these, the energetic codes that are in not only numbers, but symbols, words, um, planetary alignments, you know, these codes are actually real and they're working with us and the more intentional we can become with them and the more aware we are of them, we're actually able to use them for our highest and greatest good, or we're actually able to use them as a tool. And so when we move into a six year, like 2022, this is all about that harmony and balance and just that feeling of sitting. I I keep picturing for some reason, a living room. Like when I'm talking about moving the furniture, it's like sitting on that couch for the first time, once you've rearranged things and you just have that beautiful sigh of relief, not only of having, yeah, like you've, you're like, we did it, but not only of having gone through all of it, but to actually have come to a place that feels really good.
0: Yeah, far out. That is great news, by the way, to hear that, you know. <laughs> um, and I love you bringing the numerology in because just just looking at or listening to it through that frame, like I'm literally following along with my life experience. And 2020 for me was, okay, you know, I, I was so aware of my conditioning, you know, like if I wanted to, if I really dream big, what do I want to do? So 2021 became this great big adventure for us. And it has been such an incredible year, like such proof that we can create and manifest anything that we put our mind to. And we can live this more non-conventional way that really lights us up. Um, And, you know, it wasn't all perfect. I got completely burnt out and exhausted trying to do everything. But, you know, all high-quality problems this year, not not that old, you know, low-end vibrational stuff that I had to deal with in the past or that I had to learn and heal in the past. So, And it's really cool hearing about 2022 because for us it's a year that we are. We're going to settle down. We're going to put down roots and everything that we've really learnt, um, Because I really feel like I've learned about the magic of the universe this year, and miracles, and creation, and how easy it is to do these things. Like, um, you know, Taylor and I just had. uh, In fact, Justin just gave me a, um, sent me a text one night that said, "Oh, maybe you should do a Black Friday thing." The next day, I asked Taylor, "Shouldn't we do a Black Friday thing? We throw something together. We fill a beta program. You know, like this is how I know it's meant to be." So I love hearing you talk about 2020, 2021, that journey that we've all lived already and then, you know, starting to talk about putting down those foundations and seeing what works in 2022. I love that. So tell
1: me more. Yeah, so just on the piggyback of that. First of all, congratulations for really locking your en- or getting your energy in alignment with the energy around you um and really going through that magical mystery trip because It's incredible what you've accomplished, even just at a spiritual level in a year. And so, what was really interesting about what you were just talking about is that it brought up for me that when we're going through these changes, when we're going through these transformations, and we're really learning about the magic of the universe and how simple it really is to manifest, and when things are in alignment and how that feels and how to notice it, what can hold us back sometimes is that when we take stock. Of all the bits of our lives, the murky parts and the light parts, what can happen is that coming to terms with the idea that we've created all of it. And so knowing that the things that have previously held us back or have felt like they were holding us back or felt like we were stuck somewhere, or that's just felt like a really tough cycle, it's in our brains, it's hardwired into us to say, well, if if this holds true, that means that all the good things that I've created, I've also created the things that I label as bad. And that can start bringing up this old programming of, I did something to deserve this. And that's really hard. And it gets us further stuck because it's like, well, I guess I just, that was meant for me and I've just got to have it. And I'm going to label that for a moment, but that's this kind of little V victim programming that we get where it's like, well, okay. So I guess the bad stuff had to happen to me because I'm a bad person. And what the universe is coming through and saying during these transition times is that it's giving you the opportunity to actually look at it and look at how your energy was manifesting, that it wasn't something that you deserved. It was something that you were calling in to learn. And that's the shift during these times is allowing yourself to get brutally honest, to get very clear on how it doesn't mean that you're a bad person or that you, you know, I guess bad things are just destined to happen to me. Instead, it's saying these were things that I had to clear out. And so opportunity after opportunity was coming up to embolden me, to get me to the point where I said no more. And so when we're manifesting and really tapping into how much we create our reality, it brings in this whole new understanding. And this is that sixth year. What we're really going to be integrating in this next year is how balanced it really is, how to bring it back into energetic neutrality instead of getting caught up in like the way the pendulum seems to swing past the middle and go really good or really bad. And I also want to just touch on, we're going to get into the cards, but I want to touch on the fact that this is a 10 year energetic cycle that we're in right now. And so it's going to take us forward to 2026. So, all of these lessons, like when I was talking about the four, the five, the six years, the 10 year will be in 2026. And so that's really going to be that culmination and also the opportunity for new beginnings. So, like if you've got, if everybody has their 10 year plan, lock into the fact that you're already halfway there.
0: You're- and I love this because you you know all about human design, that the it's 2027 is the new paradigm, right? So I, I love yeah. that, how <laughs> that aligns, you know, like, and we're totally, totally doing it. We're totally living it. And I love what you said, you know, like the little victim. Um, nice. I have been so grateful recently to this year, I've received a lot of feedback actually about my clients that go elsewhere. And people say like, how come, the, like, the, the, the clients you send me, their self worth is good, that, that like they're in their power? They're like, how do you do that? And I think one of the biggest things that I teach, because it was the kick up the ass that I needed, is how you get out of that victimhood. It's the difference between going, oh my God, it was meant to happen, and going, okay, cool, I tried that. That didn't work. I'm going to try something else. Um, and when we start to see it from that point of view, where Yes, you're in the driver's seat. You don't deserve, no one deserves anything bad. No one does. And the universe is literally, literally just saying, you know, you can either learn it with like a gentle tap on the shoulder or a slap in the face or anywhere in between. That is your choice. And I think this is the thing that people, I believe, wrestle with the most, because I know I did, I didn't want to take full responsibility because I was like, well, then I have to be like a full-on adult and I have to behave myself and I have to act in a certain way and I have to work hard and blah, blah, blah. And it was all bullshit. You know, one of the things that has happened this year, and I know we talked about it quite a bit on um, my reading, but I have really Learned to trust the magic again. So I am more childlike than I've ever been. Like the magic that happens, the quantum leaps that I've experienced. And that's got nothing to do with being this boring, working hard, sticking to the rules type human being that I thought I needed to be if I took responsibility. But what it does mean is that if anything shows up in my outer reality that I don't want, I get super curious. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, What needs healing? What can I work through? What's the belief system there? Um, and you know, and I think I've said on a couple of podcasts ago, like uh, I had I'd noticed that I was just being on my own case about my physical body, um, and just being able to see that I, I didn't go into a tailspin. I was like, "Oh, awesome! So this is my opportunity. That's where um, you know I'm not looking after myself." So I think this is this is the the really big piece, and I love what you you said about the little V because. What we're actually talking about is empowerment. And when we we keep our power and we're in our power, we can still have shitty days, we can make shitty choices, we can have shitty things happen to us, but they're never as bad when we're in our power, when we're taking responsibility. And we don't take it personally, we don't be, oh, poor me about it or martyrdom. That was a classic of mine. Um, We actually just, it's like, let's play the game of life. And when we're in the game of life, then all of a sudden it's not so heavy and it's, you know, that it's actually you being poor me that's creating the punch in the face. You don't need the punch. No one needs to be punched in the face. Right.
1: Right. Definitely. And this is, this is so cool because right before we hopped on here, I've been really in this transition energy for the past couple of weeks. I've been feeling that wave kind of swelling up underneath me again. And I say again, because At the time we're recording this, it's the beginning of December of 2021. The last time we recorded a podcast was back in July of 2021. And during that time, I had felt this almost groundswell underneath me. It was a very, very similar energetic signature that I felt then. And what I did with that at that time was that I felt that growth happening all around me. I could feel it coming up through me and I got really excited about it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what is this? Like, what is this? What's happening? And what I did with it was that I felt like I needed to harness it. I was like, I need to be really active in this. And what that turned into was me trying to steer it or trying to funnel it into something And what's different this time? It was, so I went through that cycle. I tried to harness it. I fell on my face very quickly and the universe came in and just said like, not this way. And it let me really learn the lessons to where i said like, okay, not this way. Mm -hmm. And now less than six months later, here we are again, recording a podcast. I'm in the same energy of the groundswell. And I think we're collectively in it too. But it felt like the lesson that came through was not that, and so I'm sharing this with everyone else if this resonates, it's not that what, how we would have been in victimhood. Like, well, if I feel this energy, it now means that I'm about to fall on my face. And instead, it's saying, no, nothing is ever final. If it's meant for you, it you know, you're either going to do it right away or you're going to learn a lesson with it, and then it'll come back around again. Because if it's truly in alignment, it will come back and that's where i'm at now where this groundswell this energy is rising again and this time i'm like don't try to steer it don't try to control it don't try to harness it or like use it instead flow with it and just keep my vibe high keep the curiosity high but that's really that um integration piece that we've learned this year with all of this transformation and like you said it doesn't have to mean anything about us we don't um, create bad situations for ourselves just for the, you know, because we're bad people, we do it to see like, is this how you're going to learn the lesson? Is this, are we going to repeat this again? Did it really sink in? And the universe is not, again, it's taking us back to energetic neutrality. The universe is a neutral force. It's literally responding to our energy at all times. Um, and this goes into, physics and, you know, we're not just making this up. This is actually us integrating these ideas that have been written down and explored for centuries by learned men. And now we're saying, okay, instead of just looking at it through this very narrow lens, we're expanding it and saying, how can we actually, instead of just reading it in a science book and learning it for a test in school, how do we then take these same principles, integrate them and make them work for us? In a way that is going to be propelling us forward to closing out cycles, creating new paradigms, creating whole new models for ourselves. And then being like you, you freaking legend, like getting your your voice out there, getting your energy out there and teaching people how to really claim back their self-worth instead of just being like, well, this is just the way it is or it just works for me it's saying, no, like when we integrate this, we then get to model it to everyone else. And this is the perfect segue. (laughs) This whole conversation is the perfect segue into the energy that came through for this, for your audience and you and me for this year of 2022. And so right before I pull up this card and start talking about it, I just want to give the caveat that these are energies. I set the intention that these are messages for specifically your audience, for people who are listening in real time, people who listen in the future um, that these are evergreen energies and that everything may not resonate with you. So use your gift of discernment to decide what does and then integrate that and then just leave the rest. But I, firmly believe that there's at least one nugget in here and hopefully many for everyone talking about mining the gold. Um, everybody will walk away with a piece of the prize. So yeah. just take what resonates, leave the rest. And I just hear someone in my head going, and here we go. I
0: love it. So, I love it. I just have to jump in and just say to everyone, like, ah, this is also something that's really powerful to keep revisiting. I think one of the things that I love, like I love to reverse engineer more than I love to look into the future. Um, I always used to want to be able to look into the future, um, but then I just realized how much how much influence I have. So that that was to me was pointless. So I know how I want to feel in the future, but I learned my lessons almost by always by reverse engineering. So that's another way to look at this. Number one, um, this helps us set good beliefs and intentions for the year, meaning that it helps us set our energy. And then um, number two, it really gives us that opportunity to check in even, you know, you can take this podcast and check in throughout um, the year as well because then you can really go, yeah, see, I'm, I'm on the money. This is great. I love it. So take it away. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, so there was one bit that he just caught my eye and so I have to tell you, this morning I asked for a spirit animal for your audience as well. And, or an animal totem, an animal spirit that really embodies what the energy of this year is. And when I give this, I, I also want to say, when you see this animal, or when you hear about this animal, or when you, you know, when you're experiencing this, that's going to be the universe also kind of hiding these little Easter eggs throughout the year, you know, like the little nods to you're on the right track. And it was so funny because when this spirit animal came through, I laughed out loud because it's the Kiwi. And this is, yeah, the New Zealand bird, the New Zealand bird. And, you know, this is a bird that doesn't exist in my personal bubble. So when it came through, um, I just laughed out loud because I was like, I'm sure that there are people who are going to be like, I see Kiwi all the time. And then there are going to be others who are like, I will never see that. So it's going to be even more potent for those who this wouldn't normally be in your purview um that when this pops up you're just like what and the cool thing about that was when I envisioned it I don't know much about the kiwi except for that it is the bird of New Zealand but I just saw that long beak and how it's a flightless bird where when you look at it in totality that it is a bird you think certain things, you make certain judgments about it. This should, this should be able to fly. It should be able to sing a certain song, but this bird said, you know what, to hell with the expectations. I've got this really long beak. That's going to be super awesome for me to use and to get really close to the ground. Instead, all that flying stuff and all that other, all the stuff that the other birds do, that's fine for them. That works for them. But I get to use the tools that I've been given in the most perfect way for the things that I'm here to learn and integrate. And so it's reminding you to allow yourself to stay very grounded, to use the tools you have, even if it doesn't look the same for everyone else. Claim that generosity of spirit that you would give to others. If you had a best friend who was like, well, I just don't fly like all of the other birds. You would say like, but you're so amazing in all these other ways. Turn that same generosity back on yourself, that same kindness, that same selflessness back on yourself this year, as you are in this six harmony, integration, energy, amazing, incredible place in life let yourself, when you, if you feel yourself getting pulled into, well, I'm not doing it the way everyone else is doing it. So there must be something wrong. Instead, remember that Kiwi that it's small and it's close, it's grounded, but it's survived even though it's not using its tools in the exact same way. Yeah. Also it was telling me, and I don't know if this is true, but it was like, I'm a natural healer. The Kiwi totem is such a natural healer. And that also is why it's so potent and powerful for the people of New Zealand that it is like this thing that they can look to that does unite, it does heal. The land has given that to the people. And so there's something really coming through with use what's around you as healing tools. Mm. And oh, I love that, that. Yeah. And that really takes us in. Yeah, go ahead. Can I just jump in?
0: Because when you were talking about the Kiwi, the first thing that came to mind for me was actually the All Blacks, which is the New Zealand rugby team, right? And when you think about the All Blacks, like they dominate, they dominate. I mean, I don't know, I don't know rugby very well. I'm more of an AFL girl. Um, not that that means anything to you. Um, um, but one of the things that I, I've watched them a number of times, and I like the way they work together as a team. The way they bring tradition through their sport, the way they rely, support, work together, um, even to the point we were having this conversation recently, we were talking to um, a, an Indigenous elder, and we were talking just about what's going on in Australia and um, with the with the Indigenous people and. Um, they actually made the point that like in New Zealand, the Maoris and the white people have really blended because um, the the Maoris are respected. They're like, wow, they're they're my brothers. And there's this real, and the Maoris have (coughs) wanted to um, be a part of New Zealand and the, the, the white New Zealanders have wanted to be a part of the Maori tradition. So there's this, for me, when I think about the Kiwi as well, that like that's, this thing that I always feel with, um, with news, with that, the, the, how the two cultures are sort of come together over there. I mean, I'm not an expert, so I could be completely bloody wrong, but that's how I feel. You know, we have, um, a number of good friends, one, a good friend of Justin's who's an ex rugby player. And, you know, just the way they all talk about each other is that it's family, you know, it's all, you know, you know, all about brother, brother, brother. Um, and, the flightless bird i love what you said it's like this perception that that too many people think that there's something wrong with them that i don't have wings and i've got this stupid beak on my face but what if just what if the fact that you had that you had wings that couldn't fly and a funny beak on your nose actually made you you know incredible because there was things that you could only you could do and that whole purpose of you being that way was so that other people can be empowered because other people can learn to, you know, the metaphor fly without wings type of thing. So, yeah, I love that metaphor. I think it's beautiful.
1: Yeah. And I love that you brought in the All Blacks. When you were talking about that, I was just getting chills all over my body because even again, even if you know nothing about rugby, and we won't, I won't stay on this for a long time. But if you haven't ever seen the haka that the All Blacks do before, Do yourself a favor, go onto YouTube, look this up. I think it's spelled H-A-K-A and, and just put in all blacks and you see how this team comes onto the rugby pitch. I'm getting full chills. Same, (laughs) same
0: head to toe.
1: It just, I'm one of those people who gets really teary eyed when I watch it because it's just such a, an incredibly powerful, energetic message it's so amazing to witness but when they come onto the rugby pitch like you said as brothers and then they use this powerful Maori medicine of invoking bringing out their warrior coming together as one unit letting each other know and letting the opposing team know like we came to play but like we didn't come to play We came to dominate and we came to do that, not for each person's own individual glory, but for the strength of this group of this team. Mm -hmm. And when you watch it and you feel that power, it's just, it's tear inducing. It's incredible. And that is that power of unification. That's when I'm talking about six slash harm, a harmonious year, It's not, it it can be, but I want to say like, it's not necessarily only that kind of snow white image of like stepping out of the hut and like putting your finger out and a little tiny bird alighting on it and like the deer coming up and like dressing you in your cloak. Harmony does not necessarily just mean the Disney version. It can also mean the raw spiritual energetic power of claiming your space as one of many and saying okay how do we now come forward in harmony and create something really freaking amazing mm-hmm. so it it's that raw power as well as the softer side but both can coexist mm-hmm. and that really opens us up when i pulled this first card as the overall energy for your collective Um, for the year 2022, I got full chills because the card that came out was the Empress.
0: Oh, wow. I've got chills. Head to toe too. Yeah.
1: And this is the energy of the ultimate divine mother. And I want to address that for many of us, the word mother holds a very visceral charge we carry as a collective a mother wound that came from cultural programming from the beginning, from a lot of spiritual practices that, um, or, you know, spiritual schools of thought or belief that women were a certain thing that they were the reason that we got kicked out of the garden. And then everything kind of went from there. Yeah. Um, and then so that's on the macro level, but on the micro level, a lot of us carry that wounding through our matrilineal ancestry that we're carrying the wounds of our mothers. We become this embodiment slash reminder of what in many cases they couldn't accomplish or you know that they couldn't see for themselves. And so they put that expectation on us, but what happens is that the wounding just keeps getting transferred from person to person to person until we get to the point where someone says, right, this ends with me. And I don't know what that looks like. And I know that therefore it's going to be really hard because every step I take is really going to have to be, I don't know what I'm doing, but I, all I know is it's not that. And so we're really brought into this very, again, heavy energy, where it's a powerful feminine energy, it's a divine mother energy instead of the toxic mother, where we're now being called in this year to get super in touch with how we treat ourselves, how we nurture our dreams, how we put expectations on ourselves, and how we want to decide to move forward and create something different, not only for ourselves, but for the collective as a whole, because we've realized our power that it's not just about, Oh, my actions only affect me. So if I make my bed, I'm the only one who has to lie in it. And instead getting really in touch with everything I'm creating is sending out ripples. It does affect everyone around me. It, so where am I going to use that power for good and start with me first? So it's not about going out into the world. This isn't a year where, um, it feels like we're we're supposed to go out and take a lot of action and heal others it's saying <laughs> this is so funny this quote's coming in my head like be the change you wish to see which is yeah. you know on, but it's that bumper sticker slogan but it's so easy to connect with that to say yeah. okay if i start with me and i really nurture myself and i really start creating things differently just moment by moment little changes are going to have big results by the time we get to december because even if you only change your route one time per day this year. And by that, I mean, you know, if, if typically one thing would happen and you just catch yourself in the moment and say like, I was just about to say this, or I was just about to react this way and just challenge yourself to be so aware of the moment that you can choose one thing different every day, just choose. Okay. This is what I want to say. Is that actually going to get me to where I want to be? Is that actually Working for me, or is that going to hold me back? And if you just do those little things, but they have huge effects, each one of those times that we catch ourselves in the moment and really check in is this the energy that I want to be in? By the end of December of next year, like you said, we're going to be able to look back and be like, I made massive changes but it did, it wasn't this series that it felt like in 2021, where it was like this series of like almost detonations that went off throughout the year where, oh yeah,
0: far out. That's how it felt.
1: Yeah. Where it feels like in like March, April, there was like a first detonation and then June, July, and then there was this kind of like slow rock slide happening from like August to November. And now things are picking up again, but it it felt very much like it was, you know, a a series of like major events. Mm -hmm. And instead moving into 2022, it's just saying you're going to, if you take it small bite by small bite, then it's a steady flow of the energy. Mm -hmm. It's a steady way of moving through phases where it doesn't feel so dramatically up. And down. you talked about burnout. That's kind of that same energy from 2021, like getting to the point where you're like, I literally cannot do, I have to really decouple myself from everything I'm doing because I'm not effective anywhere. Yeah. And instead of like, let this be a much more nurturing awareness yeah. Yeah. of yourself.
0: I love this. I just have to add because what came in for me when you were talking is like I feel like um, there's really, really specific things in my lineage that um, I feel like this year has been the heavy lifting that I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, this shit stops with me. Um, And as you were talking, I was like, oh, my gosh, because next year will be easy because I've done the heavy lifting. I've done the learning. I've done the facing it. I've done the, the tears. I've done the whatever those things were. Um, and so next year it's, it's easy because my boundaries are ready. My, um, my intention is already set. So I love that. I love the energy of, um, really, you know, stepping into the divine mother. I also think that that energy is so what the planet needs right now, because, you know, a mother, isn't going to judge her children. And I think this is a large part of the energy that we step into is it's like, let's be more curious about other people. And let's be more curious about um, how much power we do actually have as individuals, Um, instead of worrying about what our neighbor should be doing, or what the media is telling us or whatever, like, The divine feminine is not about comparisonitis. It's not about right and wrong. It's not about separation. It's about, you know, like you said, it's about harmony. It's about balance. It's about nurturing. It's about understanding that people make choices and we're not going to always agree. But what we can do is we can still love each other through that process. I think the the divine mother, the empress, is exactly what freaking planet Earth needs right now. I think it's a hugely powerful energy. Um, there's so many of us, like I know for me personally, um, it took me years to step into that, that part of me. Um, and you know, children really helped me do it. Cause I mean, I am the, 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 um, the line that my little lion cubs and my cubs, like, you know, don't stand yeah. between me and them. Cause I will break you. Um, and I, I do feel like there's that large part of all of us that needs to be like, okay, we need to nurture everyone next year like we all need it as you say us we do ourselves first so that so that it can overflow into everywhere else
1: exactly and this really beautiful flow this flow that
0: sounds so
1: good so good right and it runs throughout this year it's like and it's popping in my head right now. So I'm going to share it. Um, Maybe it'll resonate with someone who's listening, but I'm seeing, um, you know, it's middle of the winter here where I am in Sweden right now. And, you know, there's your lips get chapped when you go out in the cold and it's like someone's coming in and saying, Hey, you've spent enough winters standing out in the cold with your lips burning and it hurts. If you just put the chapstick on first, before you go outside, it's actually going to work and help as opposed to trying to put the chapstick on the already chapped lips. And that's a very specific image, but it, it just popped through. Like that's this energy. It's like being able to put the salve on before there's an issue instead of trying to retroactively heal another wound and then move on from there because it it just takes longer. Yeah. And it's, So it's about nurturing yourself for seeing your needs and actually tending to them. And that doesn't mean indulging everything that comes up for us, but it means being able to use our discernment and say, okay, this is a need that's coming up. Do I have the bandwidth right now? Just like you would with a child. Do I have the bandwidth right now to go fully into this? Or does it mean that I just need to give it a little bit of attention and let them know like, I just need a few minutes, and then I'm going to be able to come back and really be here and be present with you. But just, you know, so it's about being able to make space and to not feel like you have to take action on every single thing. Mm. There's this prioritization where it's like the, the divine mother is coming in and saying, let me be your hands. Let me help show you how you can actually help this flow better. The word help just came out twice. Oh, so I, I just want to. that. Flag that yeah there's this beautiful divine help. And when we move into, I want to talk about January, February, and March as kind of their own entity Mm -hmm. because the rest of the year from April to December really opens up this very different cycle. Um, Maybe we'll see that it's not so different, but when I pulled the cards, there was a very specific story that felt like it came through starting in April. So it feels like I would, I want to talk about January, February, March as a its own entity, its own energetic container. So if you run a business that this would be your first quarter of the year, if you don't run a business, you know, it's just the first few months. It's that settling into the year that we kind of all have, um, of just transitioning out of what was happening in 2021. So January, February, March as a whole, we had King of Cups. So we're starting the year with The cups energy is emotion. So again, like we're talking about really sinking into our emotional body, but it's this very powerful energy. It's the highest ranking card in the suit of the cups. So the king is one who has really been through the whole journey, through the whole emotional journey, really allowing his intuition to develop, really allowing his emotions to come up and be felt instead of just stuffing them back down. So this feels like it's this beautiful balance of masculine energy, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, took the action. I've learned the lessons. And then that cups energy, feminine, water, flow, intuition, emotion. Oh my God, I love this.
0: Can I jump in? Yeah.
1: Cause I yeah. feel like
0: this is so aligned. I feel like, again, we've all been doing exactly that riding the freaking emotional roller coaster for two full years. And what you just said before, really, um, just before you started with the, the, um, the King of Cups was, you know, like what I was hearing is that we've, we've, we've done the doing, we've taken the action, we have learned the lessons and it's now time literally just to, um you might have learned the lesson and taken those actions but now it's just time to take those steady steady steps like what you've learned just put it into action so instantly as I hear that I'm like wow that's beautiful because it's like um, a powerful place to start because it's a place of wisdom um and you know what it says to me is like just take this just take the actions you know you need to take just stay in that alignment it doesn't have to be this huge thing that we've been experiencing. Just take those actions, just do those things. I love that. Yeah,
1: this is so cool for so many reasons because of the words you just used as well. But one thing that's coming up as well for me as you're saying that is that especially for people who have an emotional authority, if I could, yeah, if I could, I'm like, well, here we go. If I could assign a power card for emotional authority, it would be the king of cups, where when you're really in alignment with your emotional authority, because the king of cups is an emotional authority, (laughs) like those are the words. And so, especially for those who are in emotional authority and have this in their design, and maybe you've been struggling with how to integrate it or become in more alignment with it, um, this is really going to be an opportunity to step further into it and to feel like you really got it. Like you really finally got it. And if you don't feel like you've really finally got it, In your head, just for the month of January, do a little experiment and in your head, just wake up every morning. And before you do anything else, don't touch the alarm, don't touch the phone, just wake up and in the morning, set the intention. I am fully in my emotional authority. I'm fully in alignment with my emotional authority. This is what I'm talking about with those small bites. Do this just for the 31 days of January. Just try it as an exercise and see what shifts start manifesting for you. In actually living in alignment with your emotional authority, just doing that for that first 31 days, because when you said like, this is about taking the small steps, those small steady steps, what we move into in February, and we can come back to January if anything else comes up, but I have to just say this, that when we move into February, we move into the night of pentacles. And that again is literally the energy of taking small aligned mm-hmm. steps Continuously and allowing yourself. And I want to also, he wants me to talk about that the night energy in the tarot is usually very fast moving because knights come on horseback. They're riding, they've got somewhere to be. It's very masculine energy, it's very fiery. But the Knight of Pentacles is the slowest knight in the deck. And that's because he's creating this new foundation, he's creating long term stability. Through every step. And so he doesn't want to miss a trick by being on his horse and just kind of like rushing through to the stability. He dismounts and he starts planting the seeds by hand. So that way he's really connected step-by-step really in the present moment, because he knows that that's where true stability lies is being grounded into each present moment, not dwelling on the past or living for the future, but truly experiencing the here and now. And by having that emotional authority in January and plugging into that and knowing that the divine mother energy is coursing through this, you are going to have such spiritual backup in these groupy energies moving into February, where when you're walking each step, it just feels like February is going to be one of those times. Where when you look back, you're like, I literally learned a new thing every day of February.
0: Yeah, I love and, that.
1: And like immediately integrated it and and put it into action. It wasn't the type; they're not the type of tools that are for someday. They're the type of tools that you're like, I'm going to do this today. And a word is coming through where it feels like there's going to be a lot of what feels like or what we would label as redirection, but really it's it's that you're paving a new path from scratch. So. It may feel or be labeled as redirection because it's not how you envisioned it, but it's actually because it's so new and it's so visceral and you're in it every moment, it's absolutely putting you on a new path. And that leads to March where we have the three of wands and this card always, this is you to me. Emma. Hey, that is like, me. Far
0: out. Look at the picture. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's a woman with it's Emma with her hair and she's got her surfboard and she's standing at the water's edge and she's waiting for her ships to come in. This is a card. So in March, it's that feeling that I was just describing that I felt back in July and I'm feeling again now in December, it's that feeling that you get in your gut. So again, if you're a splenic authority, this is, this is going to be a time where you're really going to be being shown every day, here's how you live in alignment with your authority, because it's, you feel it in your gut. You feel it immediately that this is happening. I don't know what it is, but this is happening. And so instead of just sitting at home and being like, well, I'm just going to wait for it to show up this woman in, in the card, the energy of this card, the Emma avatar here she goes to the shoreline to meet the ships and she's so red. She feels that it is so imminent that it is so within her energy field that she's like, there's nothing else telling me that these ships are coming in except for that. I can feel them. And so I'm going down, I'm going to employ patience, but I'm going to have fun doing it. The woman in this picture, in this card, she's got her surfboard with her. So that way, when the wave crests, She's there to ride it and have fun and feel that freedom. And so when in these first few months of the year, it's like, we're really planting the seeds of being in our authority and really understanding what it is to feel this increase of power and energy and to allow yourself to, instead of what I was talking about, like harnessing it or controlling it or steering it, being like, I'm going to use this energy for my business, or I'm going to use this energy for my relationship. Instead being like, I feel you, I acknowledge you. This is exciting, which is where that energy is trying to take us. It's trying to lift our vibe so then we can manifest it in some way. Mm-hmm. But it is so good. It is I, it is so
0: good. I absolutely love it. And when you're like just going through the this little three-month journey what come the words that come to to mind is like emotional wisdom it it feels like this real journey of wisdom and the wisdom is all about embodiment it's about you know we have we're shedding so many generations of this conditioning that teaches us that we're afraid to feel Um, you know that was my story and I love what you said like I feel like the last two years even the person that's you know the Anyone who's completely numbed out feeling, they've been forced to feel over the last two years. And what I love this journey sounds like to me is really like the culmination of emotional um, intelligence, that body intelligence, that emotional wisdom, that if you ride um, that that feeling in your body, no matter what your your authority is, because that's the point, your authority is in your body. Um, that you're building this emotional wisdom that you get to that point in March. And I love that, that, cause this, this is something that again, Liz, we spoke about it. Is it something that's, that's happened in my body since I was tiny, like these knowings, like I'm just so sure things will happen. Um, and I didn't fully trust them. I didn't like back them because some of them are right, like really out there. And a lot of them have happened now. And I'm like, wow, there's some really cool shit coming. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that that's what this really sounds like to me. It's like a, it's an emotional maturity, a what, a wisdom, at a time where the embodiment of what feeling your authority really means. I love this. It's so exciting.
1: Yeah, and that it's really cool when you're talking about emotional wisdom as well because I hadn't tied these two together, when I talked about like, it feels like the first three months of the year are a different journey than what happens from April to December. But if there was a phrase that I could put on April to December, it's emotional wisdom. (laughs) So I was like, oh, these two pieces are actually a lot more interconnected than I originally thought. But it feels like there's this closing of one cycle at the end of March where it's going to feel like the ending of a story. And oh my gosh, there's so much coming through. I'm, I'm just calling it back in because you were saying many things and I'm just like, oh my gosh, yes. But it feels like when you finish your, like a great novel or like a great book that just, you were riveted by the characters and you get to the end and it's those last few pages and you're like, I don't, want this to end though like I I'm not ready to leave this behind like I was so invested in this and so it's there may have been a fear in the past of finishing that novel and what this is saying is like an even better one like one that's even more riveting and compelling and that's going to take you up a notch is starting like you're finishing the last book, and you know that you already have a new one on your nightstand that you're just salivating to start. And that's this transition from March to April as well, is that we're really moving from one cycle that taught us so much and then moving into this new cycle, but that's going to deepen that emotional knowledge, that emotional wisdom. But it's like we had to go through that other cycle in order to meet the new cycle from a different platform, from a different stance. I'm going to interrupt myself for a moment because the thing that popped in my head while you were talking just came back in when I said platform, because you were talking about, um, you know, numbing out and and avoiding and not fully going there. And what popped in my head then too was um, this programming that we've been taught that our devices are numbing us out, our phones, our social platforms, all of that that they have become toxic and that we're engaging in them way too much and you know that they're they're a way to numb out and avoid reality. where I feel like our generation, our peer group, we're actually saying, well, hold on now, That may have been where this was heading. And that may be true for many, many people. But we also get to use this incredibly connective technology. And instead of seeing it as something that we use in a toxic way to numb out, we're now using it to channel global activations, what we're doing right now, what many, many other people around the world, what many people in your audience are doing, we're taking what has been labeled as bad or what's been used in a way that is pulling us away from our sovereignty. And we're instead now using it as a tool to say, no, this is how you get back into your sovereignty. Mm -hmm. This technology Mm -hmm. is not going away. So instead of like letting ourselves become zombies with it, We're using it to say like, let's activate even further. Let's go one step further and actually make it a tool that can help deepen our emotional wisdom instead of pulling us out of it. And it feels like that's significant. Like we're going to be starting to see the tools that we use or see the ways that we've numbed out in the past and actually be able to examine them and put a lens on them and ask, get curious about them. Mm. What about this is actually working for me? And what has this been preventing me from processing and how can I decide again, what's actually going to stay and be part of my life because it's already a permanent fixture And what am I going to, I'm just seeing you like leaving your home and caravanning around Australia for the past year. It's not saying that like, I'm getting rid of the whole concept of home and stability at all. It's that I'm using it in a different way. I'm letting my home be wherever I am physically, as opposed to the old paradigm where your home is one stagnant place that you just return to. Um, So that's this.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think that there's, yeah. this is a huge theme um, with what's going on in the world right now. You know, like social media has been used for the want of a better word, like it's a powerless way of looking at it, but against us, you know, um, and I feel like that people are starting to take it back. Like, no, hang on a second. Um, you don't get to judge what I can and can't see. You, you don't get to um, and people are starting to vote with you know the the platforms that they support and don't support, I know for for us we um, we have got rid of as much Google as we can possibly get rid of. We're we're Apple people. Not that that's a lot better, but it is better when you actually look at it. Um, and you know we use things like Telegram over WhatsApp so that we have we're making conscious choices about how we want our information. Um, gathered, used what's being fed to us. Like I don't use Facebook other than for the business. I'm not, I I don't believe in Facebook. I think it's, uh, and so I love what you're saying. I love that because you're right. It's not going away. It's not going away. So we have to ask ourselves better questions. So it comes back to how can we make it work for us? And one of the things that's really topical at the moment in Australia is that our mainstream media are telling us that 100 people are protesting when there's 700,000 people protesting. And we now can use social media to see the truth as opposed to what the media and the government want us to see. And that is powerful because that's something we've never had in the past. We've never had the ability to show so many millions of people the truth.
1: Yeah. And that's what's really coming up as well is this decentralization of power in our lives. Yay! 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 Yeah, is <laughs> yeah. and that's really what kicks off the theme for April and I'll get into that in a second, but this just ties in so perfectly everything we're talking about where it's examining where we've been giving away our power. And then being able to make more informed choices about decentralizing that, not saying like, and I'm just going to bring this up. This will probably get me red flagged in some, some naughty book somewhere. But when we look at how Facebook was even designed, like, and not going into, I'm not judging it, but it was like the energetic codes that it had in it was for a bunch of guys at Harvard to be able to rate the freshman women coming in and to be able to rank them and look, you know, like, and spy on them and have a way to get their information and see their pictures and then rank them. And so, like, it started with that kind of energy and intention. And then it has blown up from there and it has you know, become a global presence. And now 15 years later, we're all going, well, hold on a second. I don't want to be part of this anymore. And you don't have to know the origins of it. You just know that like when it's been promulgated so much in that kind of original intention or that original energy, there comes a point where the novelty wears off and it's left with just this feeling of yuck. And yeah. that's what it has become. When I sign on to Facebook, and again, I'm I'm like you, where just because it's coupled with other things, like I'll by default thing things will post to Facebook for me, but I'm not hanging out over there. I'm not signing into Facebook, and when I do, I'm just like it feels like I'm walking through the rubble of a disaster and just kind of like kicking things around and seeing if I can find, you know, the remnants of something that I once loved. <laughs> you know, like yeah. old. Th- or whatever but it's not it's not this feeling of i feel really engaged there i feel really good about this yeah um I and love- I, 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 Go ahead. no i believe that that's because it it comes from that original intention yeah we all fed positive vibes into it but then when you know at some point that original intention is just going to keep manifesting and it just yeah. <laughs> feeling, feeling the remnants of that and saying like, this doesn't feel good anymore.
0: Yeah. And I love I, this on so many levels. So um, have you, you've, we would have discussed it surely at some point. Um, have you read power versus force? No, no. Okay. So this is one of my top books I've recommended to everyone. I think Jess Babaco went on a rant about power versus force for about a month when she was reading it and she just loved it. Um, okay. But this is actually talking about Um, the difference energetically, like from the quantum field, the difference between power and force. Force is Hitler, is Facebook. Like it can have a massive impact, but it can't last. Power is something that's consistent, that it stays there. Um, And it does like force is a masculine energy. A masculine energy is all about getting to the outcome and just, you know, release. Um, the feminine energy is consistent, reliable, and tenacious. Um, and you know this is this is what you're talking about, power versus force. And we're in a time right now that I feel like people are really mistaking force for power. and and one of the things I know, and it's really interesting you say that thing about Facebook. I'd never heard that before. And I was a really like I'm a I'm an early adopter for so many things, but I dragged my feet with Facebook. I was like, uh-uh, I've got I've got no desire to be there. I was on there actively for maybe a year or two. And now it's just sits there, same thing for the group and that sort of thing. Um, and I feel like this is what we're talking about. This is actually what we're talking about that we're getting to a time where we have to trust those feelings. We have to trust that vibe. Um, It's it's no longer like, and I know for me in the past, I'm like, well, I need all the results. I need all the proof. I need to run it through my head. I need to have, but if I just listened to myself in the first place, you know, and, and Facebook's a good example. I mean, then I wouldn't have wasted all the freaking time being on there or whatever but these are the 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 things and I love what you just said about the first three months because I feel like that's a really great metaphor that instead of getting all the way to the end of where Facebook's at now and going yeah actually I was right in the first place it's a bit shit um let's start really tapping into the emotional authority um the the body authority the intuition authority the the um you know, the ego, the, what we call the heart or the will center authority, the G, all of it, like, and, or even if you're a reflector, like trust your freaking body because it's giving you feedback all the time. So instead of going, you know, 15 years down the road with, with Facebook, just trust yourself in the beginning.
1: Yeah. And that's that quantum leap that we take from March to April where we're finishing the one novel and then picking up the next one and you saying power versus force. And I'm absolutely going to read that book because I'm I'm already like, uh-huh. In my whole body, when you said it, I was like, oh yeah. Okay. That's the one I was waiting for. Okay. Um, when we move into April, it's the energy of the magician. And this is the number one card in the tarot. This is the first But this is the first actual forward step on the journey of the tarot, because the zero card, the fool is a lot of people talk about like, that's the beginning. And like, those are new beginnings, but that's really just identifying who you are and what energy you're in. The magician, on the other hand, is the one who's actually doing something about it. Who's saying, I am absolutely proactively creating the life I want. And if there are things in my life that I don't want, then I get to transmute those. I get to turn my energy there and actually let it guide me into creating the gold out of the lead. And it all, because the magician in a lot of, um, different decks is called the alchemist. So it is that energy of like, we're not just stuck We're standing in our power. We're, like you said, we're not questioning anymore. If I'm feeling bad about something or if I'm dragging my feet on something, it doesn't mean something about me. It means something about that energy and my misalignment with it. And if there's something that comes along, vice versa, I'm just thinking in terms of like a project or a piece of, you know. I was about to say a piece of work, but that means something else, but, you know, a a project that you're working on and you're, you're like, I know that this will be a good project for me because I've run the numbers. Like you said, I've run it through my thinker machine and, you know, I just know on paper that this is going to be really good, but you can't kick it off or you feel that resistance this is a time in April where it's really saying you've done the work to be able to even notice that there's resistance. And so this time, instead of dragging your feet and making that mean something about like, I'm lazy or I'm not motivated, or I have this or, and, and putting labels on yourself, yourself about that, instead, turn it back on what it is you're responding to say like, what is it about this project that is not in alignment for me? Is it the whole thing? Is it, you know, whatever, but it makes sense on paper, but it's about shifting more into your, again, sovereignty, your authority, your inner knowing and saying like, I don't have to jump on every single thing that looks good on paper. If it's not feeling right for me, I can, I can respond that way too. Mm. And Again, going back to what I was saying about this year where just because you say no now, just because you say like that doesn't feel in alignment for me now, if it truly is meant for you, it will not go immediately away. Like it may move out of your awareness for a little bit, but it'll come back when you are ready. It's just the universe moving things out of your path that are not in alignment for you now. But it feels like there's also this fear clearing in April of really standing in the knowing that things that are truly meant for you will come, they will stay. And if they're coming and going, then it's probably something that's telling you like, there's a little bit more of a journey that you need to go on before this is going to feel 100% right. But if those themes and patterns keep coming up for you, don't worry about having to say no to something now. It'll come back when you're ready, or it'll keep the universe will keep popping it up. Are you sure you don't want this? Okay, no problem. I'll bring it back in a little when in a little while when it seems like you're ready, and you get to really move at the pace that feels right for you. This oh, I is. Love that. Yeah, this April energy is saying you are truly in the driver's seat. You are truly setting the pace. You are truly empowered to say yes, to say no, and to not be living a life based on fear. And this is super important because by stepping truly into this knowing, it's kicking off (laughs) you have to have this. Yeah. You just have to have this. And the universe is saying like, you have to have this awareness because it's taking us on a rocket ship ride to the quantum field where, yeah, you are going to be manifesting so much clearer than ever. You're going to be so aware of it and Anything that feels like it's coming through and you're like, I couldn't do that. That's too big. That Like, how am I going to, I don't even know the right people to talk to. Da, 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 da. You're t- don't let your old fear talk you out of your present and future success. Just don't let it happen because there are incredible things. There are incredible mm-hmm. offers coming through for each one of us throughout the rest of 2022. And we move in, are you, are you cool? Yeah, I just, I love
0: that. We can move, but I'm so like, and I I just want everyone to listen and hear what Liz is saying because I'm an absolute recipient of these. Really? Is that possible? Like, and the more you just like, yeah, you know, absolutely it's possible. Anything's possible. The things that turn up. So I freaking love this. It's so exciting. What's next? What's next?
1: So when we move by you, Giving the permission in April to say like, okay, if the universe is bringing this in, and this is an idea in my head, all right, I'm in. And just saying those two words, I'm in, is such a powerful response to the universe. Mm -hmm. I'm in. And it, it immediately... And it's taking me back to February. It's like those seeds that you were planting, the the path that you were paving steadily bit by bit in February, it's saying like, it's a fully paved road because now in May, we move into this page of swords. And what I want to point out too is that there's in April and May, there's a lot of this really beautiful golden energy coming through with these tarot cards where it's like things are going to be illuminated Everything's going to become super clear. And this page of swords is an energy of the universe bringing in inspiration, ideas, different messengers in your everyday life, because, and then log onto social media, because suddenly you're going to have all these ads and posts that are telling you like the same thing you just thought as though there's like mind control happening, but that's what the universe is going to be doing where It's going to be bringing in, sparking all of this innovation and these grandiose ideas in May. And that's why I was saying like, you have to give the permission in April. You have to do that work from January through April and be really present and be really giving that permission energy out because then you're going to actually be able to receive again, feminine energy, really receive all of this amazing Juicy wisdom, all of this incredible activation, these amazing ideas in May without constantly sitting for 30 days, 31 days and going, nah, not for me. Nah, I can't do that. Uh, it's too big. Like those things that we, I'm there too. I get it. Um, but instead saying like, all right, universe. Okay. Yeah. Hey, that idea sounds amazing. No idea how to get there, but you know, I did the magician back in April. You're bringing this in in May. So let take me on the ride, like take me on the magic carpet ride. All right. Oh my And it feels like, go ahead.
0: I just have to say like, that feels like what I learned this year, that when you surrender to the magic carpet ride, like anything is possible. I just, I just love that. And I really want the listeners to hear it because we all have access to the magic carpet.
1: Yeah. Big time. Yeah. And and your, I'm just going to take this one step further and say your magic carpet is going to look different than mine and Susie's and Sally's and Sarah's and where we've been before again, as especially as women, or especially as people who are in feminine energy and becoming aware of it, we've been taught to be in constant comparison about what these journeys look like, what the vehicles of these journeys look like. And instead, this year is really about coming back into harmony and oneness with the ways that our journey unfolds perfectly for us, perfectly for every single person. So this is also coming in with this May energy where, and I don't usually like this phrase, stay in your lane, because I, I took that to the toxic level my whole life where like, I literally was like in my lane, even though I wanted to, to take the next exit, but it's about like, keep your eyes on your own paper. (laughs) Like don't, you know, you can be in community with others, but if it starts feeling like it's moving you into an energy of comparison, moving you back into an old pattern of comparison, pull yourself back onto your own carpet. Like put your eyes on your own paper and understand that what is going to be for your highest good, what you agreed to come here and learn, what's in your design is going to be very vastly different than anybody around you, even the ones closest to you, even the people who maybe came from your own body. Like each of our journeys is very sovereign. It's Mm. I should just actually like start a meter and charge by every time I say the word sovereign um, because that seems to be the theme for this year. But I wanna, this is already pulling me into this, this cycle that comes June, July, August. And I wanna talk for a moment about the cycle that we are all collectively going to enter In June, July, August. So it's another three month chunk of energy. And I want to acknowledge that what happens in the southern hemisphere. So if you're a listener who is going to be geographically located in the southern hemisphere during June, July, August, obviously, this is going to be the darkest time of the year for you. And so this is going to be where the longest night is going to be in many places. It's winter weather, what we consider winter weather, but this is going to be what the energy is that dormant phase. It's associated with also the new moon energy where the night sky is not illuminated by the moon. Like the moon is not illuminated. It's also, if you are um, a person who menstruates, this would be that, ovulation time, or sorry, the menstruation time. It's the, the flushing out. It's that renewal. It's saying like the old stuff, it served me while it served me, but it's time to flush it out. And so I want to highlight that for the people in the Southern hemisphere, that the energy that's coming through for these three months is going to feel like it's perfectly aligned with where you are energetically in the season of the year, as well as with the placement of the sun in the sky. For those of us in the northern hemisphere, don't worry, like you're still going to get yours because we will be in our midsummer energy. And so what this does for us is normally we would feel like anything that brings us into um, a deeper emotional cycle or a cycle where, like the new moon, where we're asking to set new intentions, like it feels like we want to associate that with winter time. But what happens is because it's going to be our brightest time of the year, it's going to create this really cool sense of balance where we're going to be in this brightest, summery, sunniest part, but the energy is going to be very much a winter hibernation, inward energy. So allow yourself instead of being knocked off kilter, like it would have happened at other times where you'd be like, what the heck is happening right now? Like, why do I feel like Going inward. Why do I feel like hibernating? Why do I feel like I'm menstruating constantly? Instead, it's saying, use the energy of being able to go out under the sun, use that energy to really like, there's this really funny thing that happens in Sweden. I just feel like I'm supposed to tell you this, because it's dark here for so much of the year. Like we have very little bit of little, little sunlight between like August and April. It's just a really it's cloudy. And I think last year in December in Gothenburg, we had three hours of actual sunlight that was detectable uh, oh three goodness. hours. Yeah. I don't know
0: how you do that. I don't know how you do that. I couldn't do that. It's,
1: it's really, you, you got to use a lot of technology. You know, you have the indoor UV bulbs and like the light therapy and everything. Um, But it, it, it's very difficult. And so When the sun does come out in Sweden, it looks like if you're in the town, it looks like you're on a nature show. You know, when you see like the meerkats and they're all facing their heads in the same direction, it's like watching a bunch of meerkats because you will see Swedes just standing on the sidewalks with their eyes closed, standing totally still in the middle of a busy city street, you know, busy, busy city sidewalk. And they'll be just standing there soaking in the sun with their face. And it looks like, I love your, it. yeah, <laughs> it's like, watch the Swede and their natural habitat, <laughs> but it's, it's that kind of energy for this June, July, August is that soak up the light when you're detecting it, allow yourself to absorb it to help balance. And I'm saying that, and I'm not trying to label June, July, August as bad. It's going re- <clears> to <throat> <clears throat> I'm not labeling it as bad. It is just going to require us to turn our focus very much inward. And that can be a really scary place. And that's why we don't do it all the time. That's why the universe isn't guiding us there all the time, because it's saying, you know, There is stuff going on in here that is informing our outside world, but it's we can't constantly we'll burn out. We can't constantly be doing the healing. We've also got to give us the time to integrate the healing. But this time, where we move from the magician and the page of swords in April and May, where we're like all these ideas are coming through, and I'm just gonna say yes to the things that are lighting me up, and I am just gonna allow the universe say that I'm in. So then it says okay are you in i'm in all right let's go in because that brings us to june where we have the hermit and what i want to point out is that we moved from this very golden energy in april and may to a very much darker energy color-wise in june but the cool thing about the hermit is that the light source comes from within the hermit oh
0: i love that
1: yeah The hermit is usually depicted as like what we would think of what many children are taught God would look like. It's the bearded, wise old man, you know, coming through a storm and he's holding the lantern. And so usually the hermit is shown as this, this wisdom and he's guiding us and showing us the light. Whereas it feels like there's a nuance that's happening in June where you go from following the light, following the wisdom of those who you've taught, been taught know better than you to actually realizing that the brightest light, the thing that is going to illuminate your way in the most incredible, active, helpful way for your journey, it's coming from within.
0: Oh my God. I love that. Like that is fucking awesome. That's the becoming your own guru. I think that's beautiful.
1: Yes. June is where we really get the opportunity to see that not one of us is better than another. We're all in different parts of our journey, but that where you are in every moment is exactly where you should be. And we do call in helpers, but when the universe says like, are you ready to go on a journey? And you say, I'm in the universe is like, then let's go all the way in. Let's go all the way into where your light is and remind you of how powerful that is. And that you are actually, you're not, you're not fully stuck in the 3d anymore. It feels like it's showing me that we're hovering about three feet above the ground. Those of us who are taking these quantum leaps, our energy has gone from being super, you know, stuck and dense to actually almost hovering above the current reality. And so that's why it's also going to be super important, especially starting in June to constantly find touch points that ground you back in. Because part of why we're here is not to just transcend. Part of why we're here is just to experience it all. Mm
0: -hmm. So make
1: sure that you're not full. You're not going so far in that you lose track of like the present moment. Yeah. So there's going to be this beautiful balance that's happening, but again, yeah, yeah, this is required. So that way you can continue doing the work of this emotional wisdom cycle. It's going to be required that you keep remembering that the light is coming from within. That the answers can come from within. That you are your own guru, and we move into July. Like you have to have June to get to July, where you can actually experience July and August um, as. Like, give me the words. I'm feeling resistance to talking about July and August. So I'm just going to say that that I'm. Yeah, I literally lost my words. I'm where, super curious yeah because i'm just going to show i'm i'm going to talk about it so we move into this moon energy and i shuffle the cards back into the deck after every single card i pull for each month cuz it's interesting to see where we have overlap or where we have repeating energies so i pulled july it was the moon i put it back in the deck i pulled august the moon came out again after shuffling the cards so what i want to point out too is for those who can see, but for those who can't, April and May were really golden energy. June, July, and August are this very kind of like dark night of the soul energy visually. And that can really create resistance, like where I couldn't find my words. And I was just sitting here like in freeze mode, like almost a trauma response where it was like, my mind went blank. It felt like the flow stopped. It made me go like, I don't even... I don't even know what to say. I don't know how to like kickstart the motor again. Like what, what happened? Where'd the words go? But what happens is that the moon is so prominent to me throughout this year, because I want to go back and just touch upon the overall energy of the Empress. The divine feminine, la luna, the moon, where we're following cycles. I mentioned menstrual cycles, which I don't usually bring up during readings. Like it's this connection with the moon cycles, this connection with knowing that everything that needs to be illuminated for you will be at its perfect time. And that there will also be times when we have to go inward, where things aren't going to be as easily seen, but the moon energy in the tarot is usually about going on this deep feminine journey, healing the feminine wounds, understanding how we've been blocking ourselves from receiving. And what can happen when we start touching on the edges of this energy is that it can feel so overwhelming. It can feel like jumping into a lake and realizing as you hit the water, oh shit, I don't know how to swim. And there's nobody around to pull me out. And what the energy is saying to me right now is you have a choice. Then you either fight it and panic, and then you really are going to drown because it's going to create more chaos. It's going to tire you. And it's just going to pull you under or let yourself go down, let yourself be submerged and reorient yourself in what this now means. If you were to jump into water and not know how to swim and not know how to kick yourself back up to the surface, the number one thing you could do is stay calm, reorient yourself and allow your lungs to, to buoy you up to the surface and then figure out, oh, when my lungs are inflated with air, I am buoyant and I stay up at the surface almost effortlessly. When I freak out and I flail, it drives me down. And so it feels like in July and August, there's going to be this real shift where a lot of all of this permission that you've been giving yourself throughout this period of the year to really learn that emotional wisdom, to integrate it, it's going to start saying like, well, you're ready and it's going to push you off the dock.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. I love this. So what I'm hearing is the hero's journey. I'm actually hearing that this is the time that, like, you know, that Jan, Feb, March, this is about your, your teacher comes in or that you get the call, um, the call to adventure. You're starting to realise, wow, this is really what's inside of me. Um, you meet the teacher. In fact, you might even meet the teacher in April with the magician, right? Um, mm-hmm. So you're going on this journey and you're really learning these great things about yourself. And by the time you get to July and August, um like the hermit in june is kind of leading you down this 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 hero's journey and july and august is all about like what um joseph campbell would call like the final test the the slaying of the dragon um and this is what i'm hearing because i know like for my own change transformations Um, all the clients I've worked with, like there is, you've heard me on the podcast talk about the crescendo. This is what I'm hearing is the crescendo. Um, And it's the bit that most people back away from that. Most people go, oh God, I'm out of alignment. This is what it's trying to tell me. And it's actually the opposite. It's the moment that what I talk about is you're standing at the crossroads. And the question is, am I going to settle for what I've settled for in the past? Or am I going to go this new way? And what I wrote down as you were speaking was this is a time to pay attention to your resistance. You know, like it it was so obvious watching you with that moment of resistance, like pay attention to your resistance. The resistance is your teacher at that time? Like, where is your dragon? What is your dragon? You're at the crossroads. Are you going to settle for what you've settled for in the past? Of course you're fucking not. So it's now time to really step up and slay that dragon. That's what was coming through when you were talking. I'm
1: like, oh, my God, I love this. That's perfect. Exactly. And you just, that's exactly it. It is the slaying of the dragon. And that's why I kept pulling in saying, like, each each step is necessary because it gives you the tools to be able to step up and slay the dragon instead of being like right fire no i'm out of here like i'm not i'm not dealing with this dragon this is too much and instead of saying like every single step every single piece of this journey is perfectly aligned and orchestrated and brought in for you so you can slay the dragons yeah. so you can move through this and receive And build and create your emotional wisdom because then you're like, oh, I know what this means for me now.
0: Oh, my God. I just had this other really cool awareness drop in. Even if you don't believe you can, like this is the gold, right? Even Mm -hmm. if you don't believe you can slay it. And for those of you out there who have not watched Alice in Wonderland, bloody go and watch Tim Burton's versions of Alice in Wonderland and watch, um, I think I can't remember. Is it, I don't think it's through the Looking Glass, but it. No, no, no. It's in the original, um, Tim Burton, where she slays the Jabberwocky, and like right up to the last minute, she's like, "It's not me! It's not me! It's not me!" And that's what it feels like in this moment. And because I'm a person, you can hear the excitement in my voice. Because I'm the person I've slayed so many dragons that I thought I couldn't slay depression, anxiety, being like the first out of the boat, or at least out of the gate. Um, this is such a time of empowerment. So the way I look at it is, like, you get your armour on, peeps. Like, you won't necessarily believe you can do it until it's done. But just like, um, what's that saying? What's that quote from um, man, uh, Nelson Mandela? You only know it's possible once it's done. And that is what is is really calling to me here. It's like pay attention to your resistance believe that you're capable believe that even if even if that part of you is like nah I can't do this you can it wouldn't be there if you couldn't oh I love this I'm so excited
1: (laughs) me too and this goes back to what you were talking about before about like being able to do a debrief or like retroactively saying like looking back and saying like well now that I've done it all of this other stuff makes sense. Like, Oh my gosh. So that was that. And this is this and da, da, da. And also like when you were saying that before too, it popped in my head, but I, it just came back around where it truly is. Hindsight is 2020. Like we cannot look into the future because it's constantly changing based on how we are showing up, how others are showing up in each present moment. So looking forward it's like you're we're creating it in every moment every breath every thought that we think but when we look back retroactively and look at the journey that took us to p- the place where we still said as we held the sword and said i can't do this it's not me and then took that swing and you're watching and you're going oh it was me like oh oh it is me oh okay okay and that's what this Moon energy leads us to in the last three months of the year. And this is so funny that it's another um, or sorry, last four months of the year. It's so funny because it's like another little mini cycle. That that moon energy, and it's interesting that that moon energy is through July and August, because it is, it's not the type of thing where it's just like, ah, one and done and you're, you're good to go. Like we've agreed that this year is going to be that raw power of harmony and resonance and getting back into a place that feels like I've got this because as like a little spoiler alert, 2023 is a seven year, which is all about then expanding. So this year is about recentering, reorienting ourselves and what it feels like to be connected, what it feels like to be in harmony, what it feels like to be in agreement with, with our purpose, with our design, with our true wants in this life. And so what happens is when we, when we move through that moon cycle in July and August, where it's like listen, this is going to be two months of this because it takes, it's going to take a little bit more time. We move into September where we come back to the golden time. The ace of pentacles is awaiting us. Yeah. On the other side of that moon site, that moon energy where it feels like those three middle months, um, hermit moon, moon, It's just, it's going to feel like the dark night of the soul, but in a very different empowering way. And where it moves us in September, what the Ace of Pentacles is talking about is that it kicks off a whole new cycle of feeling stability in a brand new way. But the cool thing about this Ace of Pentacles is that it's not just bringing in like new stability. It's not just about like getting a new job or winning the lottery or you know, calling in, like suddenly you find out that you've miraculously shrunken the tumor that's been sitting on your ovary for, you know, those things can all happen. It can manifest that way. Those are more like traditional ace of pentacles type energies. But what this one is saying to me is that when we move into September, you're moving into this new sense of stability with things that are already present in your life. Like that we're not just calling it. We're not like, oh, I'm getting a new job. Although that can happen. If you're getting a new job, it's, it's like, you're getting an upgrade in your current company. If you're shrinking the tumor, it's like you're, you know, your body is working with what it's already got. So it, it feels like there's this perfect balance of seeing what you've already got, but in a new way.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. The word that just keeps coming in for me is up-leveling, 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 up-leveling. I love that. Yeah.
1: Where it feels like, let's say, uh, this is how it's coming in. Like, let's say like a neighbor that you haven't seen in two years suddenly comes over to your house. And when they walk in, it's like, you don't have new furniture. You don't have, um, you know, you haven't rearranged things in the visual sense, but they walk in and they look at you and they look around and they're like, you did something here, didn't you? And you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. We didn't change anything. It's just the same old stuff. And they're like, no, something's different. And that is it. It's, it's like, you're, you you're in. The same 3D reality for all intents and purposes. But the energy there, the intention there, the possibilities there, the sense of balance there is like, it's so new. It's so incredible. Because they've just, yeah,
0: because they've just slayed a freaking dragon. Yeah. So there's a whole new human, right? This whole new human that knows that they're capable of so much more. Oh, I
1: love that. Yeah. And so you start moving in your reality in this really cool new way of being like, well, what else is possible here? But again, it's it's like the universe is saying, like, there's so much shifting that, like, if the external, what we consider like the external reality, if that also change dramatically at the same time as this internal and emotional reality is changing, it would be too much. It would absolutely be like one of those tailspin moments where you're just like, I, I don't have my footing anywhere. Like I don't know where I'm I'm at. I don't know what I'm feeling. I don't know that. So it's saying like we're we're really working on the emotional wisdom. So um let if you're <sighs> if you're considering like a move and you're not sure if it's going to happen in like 2022, it's just coming through and saying this feels like it's for a very specific person or group of people um, that if you're considering a move and you're open to it, but you have the option, like maybe see if like beginning of 2023, isn't a better time to make those like more dramatic physical moves in like your external world, because it just feels like having your footing in familiarity in the 3D is going to help ground you. Again, it's that grounding that's coming in. Cause like you said, like you're slaying dragons and that's a huge energetic and mental and emotional upgrade. And so having familiarity in your physical surroundings is just going to help balance that and help keep you kind of like rooted in like, okay, here's, here's my next step. I go to the grocery store, like those kind of mundane things, become like this really powerful buffer zone for you to help keep you like moving forward because otherwise it just feels like there can be that freeze response, um, after slaying a dragon. So it's saying like, there's going to be this new cycle of stability. This new, the sun is suddenly coming through my window as well. So when I was talking about like, it's really dark here, suddenly the sun just started shining on me. So Like when you slay that dragon, there's going to be this big illumination happening in September that what happens then is with the illumination is that we move into October and the moon comes back. One last time, this is the last time that the moon is coming up in the year. So that's it. But this is what happens, right? Is we, we really clean house. We're like, it's, it's guest ready. We can have the people over. I've steam cleaned the carpets. I feel really good. There's a lot of house metaphors coming through in this reading. So like stability, home, what's your sense of home? But it's like in October, it's as though your mother-in-law shows up for dinner and you and you panic because you're like, oh, now I'm being tested. How clean did I really get my house? Because she's, it feels like there's something coming in from the outside that leads you to just not to question yourself but to do another check that there's something that comes up with all this illumination in September and being like, Oh, okay. Like I'm really moving forward. Then in October, it's just like, Hey, we illuminated a little bit more of a corner over here that needs your attention. No big deal. You've got time. You've got space. Like there's not your mother-in-law isn't coming But um, to really pull yourself in and say like, okay. Like this little thing popped up. But what can happen is that when we're in these cycles, when that moon comes back around in the proverbial October, that we freak out where we're like, oh, well, that ace of pentacles was just a blip. And this is my new normal is being in this like emotional upheaval and being asked to examine things and being asked to slay the dragon when really it's not saying, well, it doesn't negate that you slayed the other dragon. It's just that there was another one. There's another dragon that you have to slay, but now you're capable of it. So now you're not going to like faff about for two full months saying like, "Can I do this? Am I the one?" You're just going to be like, "Oh, dragon!" Got it. I love it. I love it. And what? It. That, yeah, and this moves us into November where we got the Judgment card. And what's really cool about the coloring of this card, too, is that it looks very similar to, again, that dark moon, like the moon card where we've got this darker color. But what's happening is that the ray of light is coming in and the judgment card. This is super cool because the judgment card is the second to last card in the major arcana. And the magician was the number one card, but it's the second card in the major arcana. So it really feels like we've got these bookends between April and November of like, don't worry about this moon and these dragons, like the same kind of energy, like popping up, popping up, popping up, pop. Instead, it's just saying like, this is just the part of the hero's journey where you're having those tests. You're doing a, a series of like death and rebirth. You have the final test and then you get to judgment where it's saying like your discernment of what is and is not for you, what is and is not yours emotionally, what is and is not for your highest and greatest good. This is the gift. This is the thing. This is your reward for going through the hero's journey is being able to say with so much conviction, not for me. Fucking not for me. Like I that's not a that's not a thing for me. Or looking at a dragon and being like, I can definitely slay that. Do I have to? Do I want to? And being able to determine like, is that mine to slay or is that someone else's that I'm I
0: love that. I love that. Yeah. And I I love what you said as well about the bookends because I feel like that is like it's 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 a journey within a journey, you know? Yeah. Um yeah. and I love that discernment piece because the other word that came up is like boundaries. You know, like now you've, now you know what you're capable of. It's time to, like you say, be discerning, be very clear on your boundaries. Um, And potentially by that stage, you're ready to really start to dream, like really go, all right, like far out, look what I've achieved, who I've become this year. Now is a time that I could really step into that. Like now that I have a whole bunch of no's in front of me, I have space for more yeses.
1: Yeah. And that, and that leads us perfectly into December because December closes us out with the 10 of swords. And a lot of people get really bajiggity, which is a real word in my world. It is totally. People get, people get really bajiggity about the 10 of swords because generally it's shown as like, um, a person with 10 swords in them, like where they've just been slain to bits, Massacre, and,
0: right? Awesome. Yeah.
1: And I love the energy of the 10 of swords because for me, it's about like, again, I've been through the cycle. I have integrated all this incredible new knowledge about myself and my capabilities. And I think in, I just have to like caveat what I'm about to say is that I feel like in um, the greater coaching industry, there is a shift happening, but it's it's a bit slow moving uh, about the use of the concept of mindset and the, the old paradigm of mindset, not being trauma informed or not being um, necessarily like in alignment with what the mental health journey can look like, where there's in the past, there was a lot of just like, just shift your mindset, just think different thoughts, you choose your thoughts. And that can be very discouraging for those of us who do live with depression anxiety or other you know PTSD CPTSD that someone coming up and saying like this is within your control just change the way you think can be very disheartening it can be very overwhelming to be like oh so tell me again one of my best
0: friends say that to me when I was in the absolute thick of it I remember her saying come on Emma pull yourself together you're better than this just you know focus on something different and you're absolutely right. You know, this is, you can heal yourself. Absolutely. We can heal ourselves. And yes, we can heal ourselves through the thoughts that we think, but we cannot turn them on a dime. We cannot turn a Titanic, the Titanic around on a dime. Yeah. We have to know how to turn that puppy around.
1: Yeah. And that that's it is that the Titanic is the perfect metaphor for this too, because you know, the Titanic was the perfect storm. And it's so funny where it's like, it's the unsinkable ship. And then it's like, when you put together all of these factors, it wasn't just one factor that led to that disaster. And that's the perfect metaphor for what we go through is that when we look at the totality of our experience and we actually give it permission to be without, again, like a moral judgment on who we are, how we got here, but just looking at the pieces and saying like, this makes sense now why this quote unquote ship sank. What can I do differently? What does this look like? Different? Is it giving the little guy in the crow's nest binoculars to see a little bit further out? Does it look like this? Does it look like we don't you know, and allowing yourself to get curious about what each piece is. And that's really what the 10 of swords is. It's not about looking at this guy with 10 swords in his back being like, well, that's overkill, but actually seeing that each one of those was a piece that led to, you know, the demise or led to him being dead, dead, you know, it's, but it's, about taking that and saying like, this wasn't just based on one decision that I made one bad decision. And we live in fear so much of the time of making one bad decision, making one wrong move. And it's going to set you off on this trajectory that you're not going to be able to come back from when in reality, it's, it's not about like good or bad decisions, but it's saying that like where we find ourselves in every present moment is the result of many different other moments of many different pieces, but that we come to the end of this year having integrated instead of being like, well, that's just, those aren't me. That's, you know, denying parts of yourself. I'm better than this. Instead saying like, you know what? Each of those is a part of my story. It's a part of me, but it also got me to the point where I was not going to be bullied by the dragon anymore. I was going to step up and slay it because I'm not living with that fear anymore. And so it's getting to December and really, again, doing that reflection piece and saying like, look at how much I grew this year yeah. and look at how much amazing stuff is still on the horizon because I have stood in my emotional authority and I've slain the dragon. I've seen it. I've looked it in its eyes and I said, no more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Like as you were speaking, I was thinking, you know, because of, of, you're the card for those who um, are listening, it doesn't have a man with lots of swords in it. It's a woman and and it's the it's the golden light again um, mm-hmm. with all these birds flying overhead. And I think as you were speaking, the one thing, because it instantly took me back to, you know, being much younger and, and slaying lots of dragons, but still that feeling um, that, you know, I wasn't there yet. What was wrong with me? I'm not there yet. Like I've achieved this, but this isn't, this isn't what I want. And one of the massive shifts for me was actually being able to say, Oh, but look how far I've come. Look how far I've come. And being able to say, you know, look, I healed my depression. I healed my anxiety. I, um, my Justin and I healed our relationship. We moved, Um, from one place to another we had kids we did all of these things and it was the moment that i started to say look how far i've already come and that's what the energy for me that that um really showed up when when i saw that card and when i was listening to you speaking it's like don't look at the challenges is oh my god they just keep it's just another hit the hits just keep on coming Uh uh-uh Because as long as you believe the hits keep on coming, they will keep on coming because you have a fear, you know, it's exactly what you were saying. But once you start to see like, holy shit, when I just turn up for myself and like you say, I'm curious and like I take so much imperfect action, it's off the charts, but imperfect action (laughs) adds up, right? And you can start to see how far you've come. That's when you start to realize, oh, hang on a second. I'm invincible. I can do anything and it is that little shift like you can't change all of your thoughts and neural path, pathways like that but what you can do is you can see the things that you are shaming yourself cursing yourself um, attacking yourself for and you can flip them and all of a sudden you can see how far you've come and the gifts that you've received from having them you know who have you become um, what has changed What do you know for sure now that you didn't know then? And when you start to invest in all of those things, then you really do become like unstoppable. Like, because adversity doesn't scare you. The dragons don't scare you anymore. The dragons are just like, and I always joke because now I'm like, we have high quality problems. We don't have the low quality problems. So we have high quality dragons, not low quality dragons.
1: Yeah. And it's so cool too, because what plays in perfectly with this is that when I pulled the year initially, I, again, was pulled into the numerology of that hermit moon, moon, um, cycle that happens in the middle of the year for everyone. And the hermit is a nine. It's the nine card in the deck and the moon is the 18 card. So it holds a nine energy. If you would add one plus eight. And so in that June, July, August, it's literally the energy of nine, 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 which is, Again, you know, we all see these repeating numbers everywhere. Well, when you see 999, it's the energy of closing a major chapter that you are so supported beyond what you can even imagine. So like you said, instead of getting caught up in in making it mean something about us, like when we're going through these emotional journeys... It's the sixth energy of the year that like, this is working to bring you into deeper balance. This is working to bring you into deeper harmony in this raw power. And it's also clearing out the old chapters in order to make space for your dreams to become a reality. We move from 999 to 111 right? Like being able to move from a place where you are being dragged kicking and screaming and feel like you don't have a say into moving into this place of truly embodying the magician that you are truly embodying the power that you have to manifest a life that feels playful and challenging and constantly offering an upgrade.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. And you know, the truth is that fear it doesn't exist. Like fear doesn't actually exist. Like this is the irony of all of it: is that it's something that our ego has created, the mind has created. It doesn't exist, and once we can get our hands a or, 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 or grasp on that, it's a game changer. And for me personally, being a line three, it can it it has been rather challenging because I have to embody it, I have to experience it, and I don't. You know, I joked today, like Justin's a classic. If he does something wrong. He's like, I'll never do that again. And literally for years, I've held myself back from saying, I'll do that another few times before I get it. Because I'm like, I don't want to give myself a belief system that, that I back up, but that's how my free energy works. So I can choose to either resist it or I can choose to be like, it might not be the last time that I make that mistake before I get it. And the moment that I stop fearing the, the extra times I have to learn the lesson the easier it is, the easier it is. And now I giggle when I'm at time three, like the things I've done over and over again, my community know this. Like if you're in HDX, yes, I have stuffed up things a number of times or missed the bloody, can't work out Facebook live, whatever it is. But the point is, is that I don't resist it anymore. And and I think this is a lot of what you're talking about is that closing out a fear cycle actually means that you are, you are stopping the habit of giving your power away to something external of you. And when we can start to really step into our power, what we're actually doing is we're stepping into uncertainty. We're stepping into, I don't know. um, I know where I'm going, but I don't know how to get there. We're stepping into this place of, oh yeah, I'm completely supported by something that I can't see or touch or feel, or even really know is there with my logical mind. But something deep inside of me tells me that all those things are true and when we can get into that place that is our real power that is a place where we don't need certainty we don't need the mind to tell us what we do need to do is love ourselves so vehemently through that process because it's not going to look the way we think it's meant to look or we're not going to get it the first time or um You know, one thing for me is I was always, I've always been looking for a mentor. Like, for fuck's sake, where is my mentor? I will call just about anyone my mentor. Um, because I'm like, I want my fucking, I want um Al from the the Alchemist. Like, I want that person in my life. Um, and that person, I mean, I have a mentor in human design, and I have a mentor that I worked with in advertising, and, and he's actually one of my oldest friends. Um, but sometimes things don't work out the way. We expect them to. And I think this is what you're saying is that this is a year to create those foundations of, all right, I thought it had to look like this. It's not gonna, what could it look like? And I have a a dear friend said to me once when I was banging on about this mentor thing, and this is like probably 10 years ago now, she's like, oh, for God's sake, Emma, be your own mentor and shut up. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. So this is a year where it's like pay attention to those external clues because you are creating these beautiful harmonic foundations and seeing how far you've come by December um, is, a, is a journey of giving yourself a gift. It's not, please make sure it's not a, like smacking yourself over the, the head. It's It's a gift, a gift giving session. Sorry, I did go on a bit.
1: No, I think that's the perfect way to actually express what happens this year, what we all get to experience, that it's not about banging yourself over the head with the lessons. It's about stepping into a knowing that where you are being led is exactly the perfect time, place, energy experience that you've actually already ordered up from the universe from your deepest sense of your light. One last thing that came up while you were talking was that when you're talking about your line three is that in June, if you have um, if you're, if you're a two, four that hermit energy is going to be, especially what's prominent potent. It's going to be teaching you an even deeper like soul level lesson about your innate power. Everyone Ooh, else will also get the
0: lesson. I love lesson. that. So yeah. all the line twos, is it fair to say, and please correct me if I'm wrong, it's fair to say that the line twos are really going to learn what their natural gifts are at that time.
1: Yes. that Yes. You said it perfect. I was like, how do I say that? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it's going to be. So that June... Just put a little circle around it in your. Oh
0: my God, I love calendar. that.
1: Yeah. I love and that's that. building that emotional wisdom at an even deeper level. Um,
0: so good. Yeah. I've got two line twos in my family. So that's going to be super, super exciting. Yeah. And um, yeah. So, and again, that's the theme of making sure that, that line twos, but everyone value your natural talents, like value yourself really in this time of because we are in this time of uncertainty and this is our new foundation we're moving towards the new paradigm in 2027 i love that it fits in with numerology like of course it does um and you know thinking about one thing um i think i've talked about on this podcast before is a podcast that i was listening to recently um the long time or the deep time academy or something like anyway it's really really good and they're talking about um how indigenous people um from Canada down into um North America they will not change something or they will not initiate something new without considering seven generations like how it's going to impact seven generations and it's become something that's really um getting into my cells, this seven generations thing. I love it. And and what I feel is coming through for me, and again, please correct me if I'm wrong, is like this is what we're starting to do. This year is where we're starting to build the foundations. Um, and you said in the beginning with the Empress, like this ends with me. So what are those foundations for seven generations? Would you want seven generations to be beating themselves over their head um, for the lessons, or would you want them to be going, look what I did, Who? look who I became, um, and I really feel like it's that that empress energy, that divine mother energy that's coming in to, to create foundations not just for our own lifetime, but you know for generations to come. Does that resonate?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And you said it so beautifully. It really is about understanding that what you heal, what you feel, what you allow, what you claim for yourself, the power that you find within yourself to be the creator, to be the creatrix, to be in every present moment, the, the bold bravery that that takes to really be present with your life and where it's leading you, that does it sends out that ripple. Like I was saying, it, it changes, it affects the environment for all of us. And you start watching how the world starts arranging itself around your highest intention, And it just is going to blow your mind and it's going to set you up perfectly for where you're up leveling to in 2023.
0: Oh my God. This is so exciting. Liz, thank you so much. This was so much fun. And um, I think it was such an incredible,
1: incredible journey.
0: Thank you so much for joining and sharing all of your insights and
1: wisdom. Thank you for having me and you're so welcome. And I'm always so happy to be connected with you and creating with you. So thank you. I love it. I love it. So we are
0: going to put all Liz's details in the show notes. I do recommend to go and have, um, well, anything with Liz. Uh, I did my 12 month for 2022 and I'm super excited because again, I'd started doing my planning and everything really lined up um so so beautifully so yeah check her out on instagram she's also the funniest human you will ever see your reels are the best um thanks everyone for listening and next time we will be focusing on 2022 Um, And I'm going to be giving you some really great journal prompts to set yourself up to look ahead for the year, especially now you have all of these insights as well. So thanks everyone for joining. It's been great having you here and I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thanks everyone for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value out of it. I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points, could you leave a review for me as well on Apple? It would be greatly appreciated. If at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, by all means, get on my socials and DM me. Everything you need is there in the show notes. Have an awesome day. Bye for now.